Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, uh, welcome us back. We've been gone for a while. Feels like we've been gone for about a month, to me anyway. Uh, but we are happy to be here with you. And when I started up today, I actually didn't uh, hit the public button. So some of you are just now getting your notice that, that we are to be here. And I'm excited to have you with us here regardless. This is uh, going to be a great show. We've been, I've been storing this up on the inside now for about a week. Cool. So it's been stirring and festering and building and wanting to bubble out. As a matter of fact, some of you contacted me yesterday. You did get a notice that the show was going to start. Um, yes, that was my fault. I actually tried to, thought that I was going to get the show done yesterday, but technical stuff didn't let me get it done. So I'm really happy to be here with you today, and I'm going to be talking to you about how... Um, the, the, the coronavirus is everywhere, right? Why is the coronavirus... Yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere. You have your Lysol with you today, JC. That's so we can not infect each other, right? Yeah, that works. Yeah, right? I touched you. You now have coronavirus. I already had coronavirus. I touched you. You already had coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have at least a spoonful for breakfast every morning. <clears throat> I've been doing that for years. So. Eating coronavirus? Yeah, yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> it's good for you. So coronavirus is everywhere. You can't turn on the radio. You can't look at the news. You can't see anything without seeing coronavirus. And I've been having, you know, JC, the most stunning conversations with people on Social media, you're, you're the one that always tells, you, you don't like having conversations on social media. You're like a drive-by social media person. You drop your bomb and go, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a pretty good description, no, isn't it? I mean, I talk with my, I talk with friends. Yeah. But, you know, come on. Conversations on social media, what is that? Yeah. So here's how I started this, uh, this whole thing, JC. I posted these two pictures on YouTube. So, oh, why doesn't that show up? Okay, all right. So every election year has a disease. This was actually posted in a doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the coronavirus and the contagion factor of two. SARS was four, measles is 18. And there's a cure rate of 99.7%. This is actually at a doctor's office, right? Wow. So what happened was the, I, I posted this and I immediately got attacked, right? Because uh, first the comment was, no serious doctor would ever post this in their, in their uh, uh, office. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm wondering what exactly is the definition of a serious doctor? I don't know. I don't know either. He doesn't make jokes? I, I, I guess, maybe. He says... Maybe he had his funny bone removed. He says on his whiteboard, he says, this is a viral pneumonia 
being hyped as the black plague before an election. And I'm, I, was really, I was really shocked because we were actually listening to Rush Limbaugh today. And Rush doesn't usually step out into the whole, you know, things that get sketchy on the conspiracy theory list. He was all over this election thing, coronavirus. I was pretty happy to hear that he was, he was actually, you got somebody out there with a big name actually talking about how the coronavirus has been engineered to hurt an election. Well, that did I misunderstand that? I mean, uh, I don't know. that that doesn't say that. I mean, just just saying. I mean, those are just facts. Yeah, yeah. the The thing doesn't say. It says every election year has a disease. Right. That is a statement of fact. It is. There, there's it no statement is. on that board that says uh, somebody engineers a disease to affect the election every year. So what is I don't understand. A serious doctor wouldn't share facts? I mean, those are facts on that board, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Is the person that's saying it's not a serious doctor, is he saying none of this is true? Yeah, actually... I mean, all of it's true. Well, here's right? the thing. not they, they dispute maybe not the election year. They, well, obviously, they read into the phrase about every election year, right? But then they dispute the facts on the coronavirus because the CDC and the and the World Health Organization are, are hyping this up to be, like you said, the Black Plague. So CDC and, well, it, I, I'll correct myself in a second, but the CDC and the World Health Organization has published th- different facts about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting now is that the CDC is now backpedaling. They're now sort of softening the edges and all of this stuff, right? And trying to make it feel better. Here's the other one that I posted. This is one that you had up there. I don't know if you can get that up there, but right. Uh, We had that all set up before. Anyway, so the yearly average of fatalities, right? The people die from the flu and pneumonia at a rate of 150 people a day in America. Mm -hmm. So where has been the hype for the regular flu like you see now? Why all of a sudden do we not have anyone? uh, Why all of a sudden do we now have all these people closing down events and freaking out and everybody's worried about their health and all this stuff by the coronavirus when already every year Averaging 150 people a day dead. Mm-hmm. So that was the point that I was trying to make. This is all being hyped for a particular reason. Because if we were really concerned about our health, wouldn't, there be, wouldn't these other things be hyped? Wouldn't we be freaking out over the fact that 1,700 people die a day of heart disease? And a heart disease is actually something that you can cure. That, that's the thing, uh, really the thing that gets me. It's not, it's not, uh, where are we freezing over here? It's, it's not, you know, the, the, this is real or not real or, or you know, trying to downplay uh, any of the coronavirus warnings or, or effects or, or whatever. Um, to me, the, the problem that I have is the inconsistency. 
right? right. When you look at the thing, you know, the things you just talked about, um, why why the inconsistency? Right. Like why aren't you uh, why aren't you responding to these other things in the same manner? That that's the thing that bothers me. We actually at the it, it, right. If it's all about let's save lives, let's present pre- prevent right whatever. Are we going to be? Are, are we going to act like this next flu season? I mean, are they going to be shutting down venues and businesses and trade routes and all this uh, with the flu and, and that sort of thing? And people argue, you know, oh well, the, the flu is 0.1 percent and and the uh, coronavirus is one percent or three percent or whatever percent. The fact of the matter is, you deal with the coronavirus the same way you deal with the flu. Right. Right. So the whole how many people can die. Right. Uh, to me is a, beside the point. It's the fact, well, you, you deal with it the same way. So I got, I got yelled at because I, so I, I, I made a little poem. I actually wrote a poem just to sort of, to be f- funny about it, you know, just to make a little light at it. I said, according to actual science, not emotion, wash your hands, don't pick your nose, don't suck on a stranger's fingers and toes, and you'll be just fine, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is basic, and, and this is, I mean, obviously, Ben uh, Carson didn't come on the air and say, don't suck fingers and toes, but this is basically what Ben Carson is saying. Well, Neil, and, Neil deGrasse Tyson, we watched that on the Colbert show. Yeah. They were applauding and... It's the same stuff. I so I posted the video because you have all these people freaking out at me again. Oh, you're just partisan. How is... I, I, I missed the whole part. I can't get people to get that partisan thing. But I posted the the the, the thing on Colbert's and, and a whole bunch of people, well, we don't get our, our viral science from a astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, but you get it from... MSNBC, no, CNN, but, and right. Fox? Well, the Give ast- me a freaking but the break. astrophysicist is saying the exact same thing as the physicians, as the medical yeah. experts. I, I don't With understand the exception that. of the World Health Organization and the CDC. But what, what I've begun to realize is that in going back and reviewing, because the, the media, here's the irresponsibility, right? It's the media that's blowing this out of proportion. And what I've been noticing when you go, once again, when you go into the articles and you read the articles, you shove aside the headlines, you actually see that the CDC and the World Health Organizations are not saying what the mainstream media is actually saying that they're saying. Right. They're saying, wash your hands. They're saying... If you're not over the age of 70 and you don't have a pre-existing health condition, it's just like the flu. Well, and that's the thing. And obviously, you know, obviously the concern is there's not a vaccine. There's not, you know, immunity allegedly to this because it's new or what have you. The point is you, the measures that you take are the same as for the flu, there's nothing different. Can I give you a statistic from the st- CDC? A number. I wouldn't call it a statistic because statistics take figuring. These are just flat-out numbers. You took statistics class, right? There's a difference between a, st- a statistic and a reported number, right? Uh, uh, okay, anyway. Just get to the point. So the CDC says there have been twenty to 40,000 flu-related deaths this season. Mm-hmm. 
prior By the to way, the coronavirus. That's, that's with a vaccine. That's with, yeah, that's right? with, that's with a, a vaccine. With a vaccine. And it's not some novel, never, never before seen virus. And there have been thir- 300 to fo- 500,000 people who required hospitalization and, and like I said, 20 to 40,000 deaths just because of the flu. And they're saying now, they're all backpedaling now because they were saying that the mortality rate was going to be like 3%. Part of the problem is all of this is the big numbers, right? The big fat numbers that are inflating all of this come from China. What do we know that China's actually telling us? Is anybody in China trying to figure out what's true or we, not? We, 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 don't, we don't. Well, the thing is you don't know either way. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't know 3%, 1%, 6%, whatever. You, you don't know. I think, again, it, it goes back to the point is you handle it the same way you handle the flu. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, miss, you mentioned statistics. So when you talk about people that are elderly and or have an underlying health con- condition, right? right. That's, that's who is at high risk. That doesn't mean that somebody outside of that demographic is not going to die. You have outliers. You have those rare cases where, you know, 20-somethings die from this, okay? Because you don't understand perfectly what's going on in that person's body. Everybody reacts differently. So it's just about a statistical average that, on average, it seems to be affecting older people with underlying health conditions more. Right. Doesn't mean that a 20-something is not going to die. That's what Fauci said. He said, look, every now and again, a young person, yeah, they're going to die. But that's not going to be the norm. You're going to have Well, according to the CDC and the World Health Organization and the leading physicians, coronavirus doesn't attack the young people the way the regular flu virus is. You're not going to see the the number of, of deaths of children and infants from the coronavirus that you see from the 30,000, 40,000 deaths already this year for the flu. Yeah. So that, that's, so that in that little demographic, it's less than, less of a threat in that sense, uh, than the flu. Apparently they're finding out, they're saying it doesn't affect infants and the young, uh, you know, whatever they don't, they don't understand everything that's going on with it. Right. Well, and they but, but, but they, they should but they, understand a lot of it. It was genetically engineered in a laboratory. But I mean, the, this isn't some grand mutation that created dude, in nature. Rising sun, bro. Is that is that a us or what? Okay, you're talking to somebody else. Okay. okay, we never said it was a scam. So some of you guys think it's a scam. Whatever. We're not saying it's a scam. Um, so. You know, if you have that opinion, it's fine. I don't. I don't think it's a scam. People. People really, I believe people really died. People really getting sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the the reaction, the hysteria is is way overblown and out of control. And I and I think the media right is driving it uh, to the extreme because they feel like it is something that they can use to undermine the presidency of Donald Trump. So they yeah. they have politicized this thing, and never they feel it's in their best interest. Crisis, never let a yeah. good crisis go to waste. So they want more they panic are, hysteria. They are creating this panic and a hysteria, absolutely. Because now, and, and this is where 
the coronavirus becomes more dangerous than the flu. Not because as a virus it's mm -hmm. more dangerous, not because more people are going to die, mm -hmm. not because it's more contagious, not because we don't have a vaccine. It is more dangerous than the flu virus because of how the media is, is hyperventilating this and turning this into something that it's not. I think, I wonder, JC, when people say it's a scam, maybe they're not saying that it's fake. Maybe they're saying that it's orchestrated, right? Not exactly a scam, but you know what I mean? That, that, it's, that, it, that the reaction is being orchestrated. When you have a flu that by statistic, every single year, JC, kills at least 150 people a day. Now that's an average, which means some years more, some years less. Mm -hmm. But you don't have events shutting down. You don't have governments outlawing public, um, uh, what, public events, right? Public yeah. gatherings. Listen to this. This is why it's more dangerous, all right? Public gatherings have been banned in places, sporting events canceled, Play stuff all around the world. Now, I'm not concerned about where they're shutting things down in other places, but here in America, where we are... And the other thing, how do you compare American health with Chinese health? I mean, they're on top of each other. They don't have a good healthcare system. They don't eat proper diets. We are probably the healthiest people on the planet. Maybe. So I mean, they report they report that they're heavy smokers, and you know, a lot of that they they don't have good health. I, I don't know. That's just that's just information that's out there. Who knows? So Austin, Texas, canceled the thirty fourth annual South by Southwest Festival which is the tech event of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Which, now they said we are going to cancel it because we gather in people from all over the world. Right. So they canceled. One of the largest rodeos in the world, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, was shut down a week into the rodeo, not because anybody got sick, but because they were concerned that people would get sick. You've got all of these events, the uh, Coquella Valley Musical and Arts Festival, the Tucson Fo uh, Festival of Books. Uh, it, it just goes on and on. The E3 event, the big gaming <laughs> event by ESA, has been canceled. Think about this. Now, I was actually in Phoenix when I heard about the South by Southwest canceling. The Austin... Austin local businesses and communities rely on that event for their revenue. The E3 would be the same thing. These people rely on, this, uh, on these events for their revenue. And what you have now is the, is the media making mountains out of molehills, making continents out of molehills that are actively denying people their income. Mm -hmm. People always say this is, um, it's, it's contrary to the First Amendment to yell fire in a crowded theater, okay? That's not true. 
It's not against the law to yell fire in a crowded theater. Let me explain to you what that statement means. You can yell fire in a crowded theater all day long. And if nothing happens, there is no crime. There is no legal case. I'll just put legal case out there, right? But if you yell fire in a crowded theater and you know there's no fire and people get into a panic and run and run over each other and kill each other, now you have a legal problem. It's called negligent manslaughter. It's called negligent criminal homicide. It depends on where you are. Your negligent actions caused someone else harm. I want to know when is the media going to be held responsible for the negligent harm that they are causing these local communities? This is something... I know they won't, but until we start stepping up and holding them accountable, something has to happen. They're the ones that run around yelling about, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. And yet they're actually committing acts of negligence to the detriment of people in America. Okay, here's my thought, coronavirus. I'm not done yet, by the way, because I haven't even gotten to the part that has really ticked me off. No, but think about this. Okay, you want conspiracy? So you want hold conspiracy? Because I'm about to explode. You want conspiracy and all that? Fifty-two percent of federal spending is on healthcare and pensions, including Social Security, right? Fifty-two percent of the four tr- of of the of the trillions. trillions that we spend. So ninety percent of the coronavirus occurs in the elderly, or, or coronavirus fatalities occur in the elderly. And coronavirus will also affect what other part of that 52%? The healthcare industry. Do you know the big pharma stocks went (laughs) through the roof while everybody else was falling? Yeah, remember, the federal government has $152 trillion in unfunded liabilities that it cannot pay. And a big chunk of that is paying for old people. And we are actually, I don't know if many people I didn't remember make it, by this. By the way, I didn't make any connections. You the, that the baby boomers mm-hmm. are historically the largest generation of population that we've had all at one time. Yeah. It's the baby boomers that are now 60 and 70 years old, mm-hmm. right? It's the baby boomers that collect so much Social Security. Right. So do your dots. I don't care. So here, JC, this is the most dangerous thing that is coming out of the coronavirus. <laughs> Are you ready for this? You're gonna have dun, to. Dun, dun, dun. You're gonna have to help me with this. Oh, you need me to put that on the screen. Go for it. Oh, what'd you just do? Touch the mouse. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, the the second page is not gonna show up all the way, so I, you may need to help me with that. All right, it's too short, but. Federal court Mm -hmm. in the U.S. District of Washington, Western Washington, canceled all their court cases. The general order being issued is in response to recent outbreak of the coronavirus, right? Now watch this. This is the court case. Can you get me the bottom of that there? Probably It says, it is hereby ordered 
that effective Monday, March 9th, all civil and criminal matters scheduled for an in-court appearance before any district judge or magistrate judge in the Seattle or Tacoma courthouses, including any associated deadlines, are continued pending further order. Mm -hmm. That's indefinite. Okay. Okay, let's just be clear. All grand jury proceedings are continued pending further order. With regard, this is, this is the worst part. With regard to criminal matters, due to the court's reduced ability to obtain adequate spectrum of jurors and the effect of the public health recommendations on the availability of counsel and court staff to be present in the courtroom, the time period of continuances implemented by this general order will be ex- excluded under the Speedy Trial Act, as if that's not already in the Constitution, mm-hmm. as the court specifically finds that the ends of justice served by ordering the continuances outweighs the best interests of the public and defendant's right to speedy trial. Okay. We are... So they've suspended habeas they corpus? they suspended habeas corpus. They're denying the Sixth Amendment right to a trial. They're denying due process because of the media's hysteria. The media's promoted hysteria. We have the stinking flu. Wash your hands. Don't sneeze on people. If people sneeze, stay away from them. But here we have Man, an if you're indefinite- sitting in a jail cell, that sucks. Yeah. That's a terrible order. <laughs> if you're the guy in the cell, like, what? And it's indefinite. Right. Indefinite. Now, here's the thing. So people are like, hey, Chris Ann, Article 1, Section 9 allows for the, sen- uh, the suspension of habeas corpus in dangerous times, right? Okay. First off, <laughs> first off, number one. Ready? Number one. Uh, Article 1. Hey, hey, this is a good quiz question for our Liberty First University students and for our students uh, on here on the, on the radio show and on our podcast. Article 1. Are you ready? Article 1. What, what, I'm sorry, what body is delegated power through Article 1? The um, legislative body. Oh, okay. Yeah, stop being silly. The legislative body is the power, uh, is, is the delegation of power through Article 1. Judicial branch is delegated through Article 3. You have a federal court suspending habeas corpus and people quoting Article 1, Section 9 to me when Article 1 delegates power to the legislative branch and not to the judicial branch. I mean, seriously, do people not... uh, It's the whole separation of power thing that just... That stuns me. The privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended unless when in cases of rebellion or invasion of the public safety may... uh, Invasion or invasion, the public safety may require it. Right. We've been invaded by Corona. We have been invaded by Corona. It's Article 1, Section 9, Clause 2. People saying that we can suspend habeas corpus because Article <laughs> 1, Section 9, Clause 2 gives 
the legislative branch the authority to suspend habeas corpus only in rebellion and invasion. Which court is this, by the way? This is the Ninth Circuit? Yes. Okay, so I'm okay with them going out of, like, it's the Ninth Circuit. Oh, no, 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 no. Ninth Circuit's going on vacation. Okay, uh, go on vacation, send the cases somewhere else, right? <laughs> Here's ah, the problem. Ah, see, now that's what they, yeah, okay, that's send what Send the that's cases somewhere what else. That's happen. Send them somewhere else. Thank you, counselor. Or bring in some judges and some prosecutors with some gonads. And give them a mask or something. Yeah, and suit. some plastic gloves and a hazmat court, suit. Just court in see, hazmat suit. That I would, would be awesome. Woo, oh, hello. I broke the table. That, <laughs> that would be cool. Sorry, guys. No, but seriously, you can say what you want about the Ninth Circuit. But the fact that their decisions are insane means that they're arresting people, they're prosecuting cases that shouldn't be prosecuted in the first place. Right, and these cats are so, sitting in jail. So they're sitting in jail, <laughs> or they're running around without any rights Right. because the court has suspended habeas corpus and due process. I better, because leave, I better leave this alone. <laughs> I'm going to make it worse. Somebody is afraid of getting the flu. Here's the thing that should happen, right? Maybe you have a defendant, right? When the people are in jail, they you've got to give them some kind of a court date if they're sitting in jail, right? You have to. Here's the thing. Put all the jury... Don't go to jail. Put all... What, what about the technology? Go, Shut up, statist. No, I'm saying don't, don't go to jail. Just <laughs> go out with a blaze of glory. Just oh, like, my Just don't even, don't even get that far. Yeah. Yeah. That's my just, that's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> just not taking me to jail. I, I am just I am so angry about this. Now what's really gonna tick people off is that I, I sent a message to the ACLU because I'm pretty sure they're the only ones that are actually gonna publicly come out against this. Because this is something that's right up their alley. Suspension of habeas corpus and denial of due process. They they're always jumping in on cases like that. You doubt me. But if anybody I'm not saying if anybody responds to this, it will be the ACLU. If the ACLU doesn't, then I'm not quite sure who will. Now, there might be some small guys out there, the people who are always fighting for the, uh, and, and I don't know the names of the groups, but we have little activist groups that fight for the rights of defendants, people who are the wrongly accused. There's groups like that all over. I imagine they'll start pulling this down. Yeah, Pacific but, Justice Institute and people like yeah, that. Yeah, Oh, yeah, see the small ones. But of the big guys, the ACLU is the only one that's going to be doing this because everybody maybe, else is maybe, just Republican. Maybe the Southern Oops, Poverty I mean, Law Center will take it up. They don't do anything in the law anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Southern they, Poverty they just Law Center doesn't propaganda. do law. They do not take legal cases anymore. They're can, done. Can we, just, can we just fight it out? Can we just, let's just, come on. No, we we'll have to, okay, even as a kingdom, Justice Blackstone said we had to exhaust the measures. We haven't exhausted any measures. Maybe. Hey, that's a really good point. Judicial that Watch? J, uh, JLS, uh, JL Swords, oh no wait, where was this? Uh, Matt Leach says the people in jail are going to end up getting infected. Oh, wow. Which means they're the ones that are going to die. Which means we don't have to spend money on the prison system 
anymore. This stuff could get out of hand. This could. I, I just, I, so, and I don't know, this is just my opinion. I'm just talking. I'm judicial just, I'm just watch. like Trump. Yeah, Dragon's telling Judicial Watch could jump on this too. I'm just like Trump. I'm just, I'm just talking. Um, I just, I just think it's overblown, man. I, I think they're making more out of it. Like somebody said, 1.8 million people are going to die. Okay. Maybe what? in China or some third world country, yeah, but not, not in America. Yeah, that was in America alone. So they said 1.8 million in America alone. Well, so, so I'm thinking. Oh, oh, you just reminded me of something. So don't let me forget. I'm going to cross my fingers so I remember. Keep no, going. I'm just, just what's going to happen. So when 1.8 million people don't die. I know the answer to that question. What's going to be the story? I know what the answer to that question. It came to me. Go ahead. You see? We shut down all these events and we canceled all our court dates. Yeah. And that's why nobody got infected. That's why we didn't get 1.8 million people dying. Because we denied people their rights to freedom of speech and the right to public access. We shut down private businesses and we denied due process. And it's everything that we did that saved you. That's going to be the answer. It's a win-win situation, JC. It absolutely is a win-win situation for whoever is is pushing this hysteria. Because either all these people die and they actually get to, you know, say, we warned you, you, now you need to let us exercise more power to keep you safe. Or people don't die and they say, yes, we saved you. You know, when I talked about coronavirus on the show, they censored it, right? So, I, yeah. so you're probably mm-hmm. going to get blocked or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. That's right. You're going to get shadow JC banned. JC did a, did a show on this when it first came out, and, the, and YouTube called the show offensive. Yeah. Labeled it as offensive. So I feel like we should just say whatever at this point. Like, if you already know, of course, they may kick us off. They may deplatform us. You could have that happen. So. Yeah, we don't want to deplatform us. I just can I can I put this back up there again? I'm just saying Daisy? I have a solution. I, I just I just want to put this back up there again because if this does not boil your blood, there's something wrong with you. Absolutely, this is martial law. Yeah, it is. This of. is this is a soft martial law. Yeah, I mean, you're suspending habeas corpus. I mean, indefinitely. They don't even say for the next three weeks or the next month or whatever. Indefinitely. Yeah, the part where they, you know, they make the particular comment that whatever outweighs your 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 rights. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Your right to a speedy trial. Just a declaration. So the thing to me is. The court specifically finds that the ends of justice served. Yeah outweigh the best interest of the public and any defendant's right to speedy trial. Do you realize that what they're saying here, JC, is we've identified the best interest of the public to be contrary to our actions? Yeah. The best interest of the public is contrary to what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway because we think we have the power to do it. Well, Because we can the uh so the, the the i guess scary thing about that is like cuz you could argue the situation was you know you can't you don't have people there to actually do it and whatever so you can make all kind of arguments somebody said oh they're obviously they're trying to contain it you know it's the best thing to do they're trying to contain it but what is frightening is just to be able to do that just to take some pretense 
and just with just with an order, that's that. No more like they just basically wrote a single sentence and boom, did away with your your right your constitutionally uh, declared right to due process. Just just like that. Just easy. So so like how how do you you could put anything in that category. Okay, because look at the coronavirus. It doesn't rise to the level of many other threats at this point. So if we could do it with this, why not other things? So the scary part is just how easily they can just check a box and your due process is gone. It's, Which it, we know that happens in practice every day. Oh, it with, happens with a lot to individuals things. every but, but day. Just, but just that the, blanket declaration. Oh. Okay, no due process for everybody. It's mind-boggling. It is. It you know this is what happens when the society accepts the false premise that the federal courts are the gatekeepers to the Constitution. Because uh, I don't know if you saw this, JC. I actually um, let me see if I can find this. But I actually where where did you put all this? Anyway, I posted this on the website i posted this on instagram i posted this on facebook and the crazy thing is we have this publication out there and apparently it is a very popular publication of the constitution and this is the publication right here the constitution of the united states with declaration of independence and the articles of confederation written by rb bernstein uh-huh. okay now rb bernstein introduction by in, introduction oh i'm sorry oh that's me i'm doing that i didn't mean to do that um the the introduction is by rb bernstein well everything else is just the documents mm-hmm. right so the introduction is where this thing goes bad now rb bernstein is a professor of law at the university of uh, New York College, okay, oh. at New York College. So there you go, you have that. Now, watch this introduction. The Constitution changes over time. There we go, thank you for your help. The Constitution changes over time in three major ways, mm-hmm. okay? So you have a law professor teaching people that the Constitution can be changed in three major ways. Right. One, using Article 5. Two, the second way, listen to what he says, the second way of changing the Constitution Mm -hmm. is judicial interpretation. This is why the Western District of Washington Federal Freaking Court can shut down due process and the rights of the people with a stroke of a stinking pen because of this garbage that we're teaching. Because, hey, they're the ultimate arbiters that the courts. Then the second way, oh, I forgot that page got a little messed up. Third way. The, uh, the third way, it says, let me take you back here into this. There we go. Oh, I didn't post it. Anyway, the, the, the picture didn't show up uh, in there. But the third way was just through interpretation. You know, not through interpretation, through cultural changes and feelings, Mm -hmm. right? So you have a law professor teaching that, oh, there it is. Yeah. The living, breathing doc. This is the living, breathing document concept, right? Yes, there it is. The third way to change the Constitution, Mm -hmm. 
customs and usages grow up around the Constitution, helping to guide its day-to-day -day workings. These three forms of constitutional change work together. Grow up like like weeds. Like make it sound like weeds. Oh, they are. They they are weeds. <clears throat> Absolutely. This is just. See, this is how you can get the 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 courts to do this. I want to show one more picture over here, JC. Because I want to see, I want people to see the name of this judge sure. who issued that order, Ricardo, Ricardo Martinez. Martinez. Ricardo Martinez, Chief United State District Judge. He's the chief Ricardo, of, the, of this federal court. Ricardo Montebon. Now I wish. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Oh no doubt, no <laughs> doubt, the judicial fantasy that we have going on here in America is just insane. And now what we have are the people, the people buying this garbage. Of course. I'm getting pushback, of course, you know it's coming. It, you know how it comes. Pushback from the people who call themselves conservatives, right? Oh, this is just necessary, you know? It's to keep us safe. Let me let me put this up here too. Here is Mr. Martinez's, which by the way he's Ricardo. A, he's a JW Bush appointee, of which course. is why people hated on me for calling him out, right? W. He's a W appointee. W. This is how does you that, get Does that actually make him a Cheney appointee? Since <laughs> since W wasn't the actual president, but Cheney ran the government. Oh, we got to give you your tinfoil hat word now. So no, that's a fact. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, but people would have. So this, if you're watching us now on YouTube or on Facebook, you need to see how to get in touch with Ricardo Martinez. I give, Ricardo. You, I give you the address to his office so we can send him some pocket constitutions. I give you his phone numbers and his emails. Look, we sometimes do liberty alerts here. And these are the kind of things that we need to do. Everybody who is seeing this, everybody who is hearing this. Mm -hmm. If you're simply hearing this on the podcast, you need to go to YouTube, right? And and do this. You're, you're smiling at me. No, I was just thinking we should airmail them. You airmail the Constitution. And then his assistant can go, De plane, boss! De plane! De plane! <laughs> you're racist. Racist? What? Come on. You're racist. Fantasy Island. Uh, no, but just because his name is Ricardo. Ricardo. Doesn't mean he's, you know, Corinthian. No, his last <laughs> name is Martinez. I mean, Montabon, what is that? I mean, he, what, what, I don't even know. That wasn't even a real was, name. Was he Greek? No, that wasn't a real, uh, his real name. But like remember, he did name. the commercial about the Corinthian leather. But mm. remember, there's not even such a thing as Corinthian leather. So. <laughs> they don't have cows in Corinth? Oh, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> Thank you, Dragon Stallion. This is awesome, Lucy. You see, now you guys are really getting on. You're going to get me banned because you're being racist. Ah, we need some Morocco. <laughs> Ricardo! You are distracting from the serious nature of what we're doing here. And you are culturally approbating at the same time engaging in damaging stereotypes. Yes, I am. This is important. I believe. Yes, right. 
Robert Alexander says <laughs> Martinez is following in the lead of Abraham Lincoln, who shredded the Constitution in habeas corpus. There you go. It's there not racist. Go. It's not racist. It's a time-honored tradition of tyrants. Yes. And that's why... Oh, I did, by the way, publish this. You know, JC, this... I, I want to I put this out publicly, okay? I have called out a federal judge. This is what I published. I actually did this right here and and labeled him a tyrant now i'm publicly letting you guys know this because i'm in the process of doing some work with the florida bar now all my bar people like ah bar whatever it's not like that they're gonna come after me they're absolutely i actually met a lawyer uh at the last event that we were at no he was at the 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 event in estero Yes. A lawyer, a practicing lawyer in the state of Florida. The Florida bar is coming after him because they don't like his Facebook posts. (laughs) Are you stinking kidding me? Now, this is why we can't allow private corporation NGOs to dictate whether someone can have a profession or not. Not only that, the Florida, you're going to get me on a, on a Florida bar thing, right? You're going to be a Florida bar thing. Maybe we should do that a whole nother show and make some people happy. But this <laughs> is the bottom line. Not only does the Florida bar tell me whether I can actually use my education or not, if I don't get permission from this private corporate NGO, I go to stinking jail. I, criminally criminally because I didn't get permission from a private corporation NGO to use my education. Number three, how many people know, raise your hand, that the bar associations from state to state to state and across the United States actually write laws? Actually are the lawmakers. Not only that, that may be a little bit sneaky under the surface, but right there on the top, they write the judicial rules. Right. They are the authors of the rules of ethic and the judicial rules in the courtroom, which, I'm sorry, don't mean to offend anybody, are more powerful than the laws themselves. Because how the, you can, how the judiciary, in Florida, the Florida bar didn't outlaw jury nullification, but they inserted a rule in the court that the juries must be informed that they're not allowed to engage in jury nullification. And if you stand outside the courtroom, uh, outside the courthouse, and hand out flyers to teach people about the constitutionality and the necessary principle of check and balance on, on jury nullification, guess what? Because of the Florida bar, you go to jail for jury tampering. Not going to jail. No, not going to jail, right? So somebody, Matt Leach says, where's Trump in all of this? (laughs) Save us. Save Save us, Donald Trump. Save Save the citizen. Save Save the citizen, Donald Trump. You can do it, Donald Trump. (laughs) You're our savior, Donald Trump. Save the citizen. You know, I just, I wish we had a little video of lemmings. Because that's what I feel like in this whole coronavirus thing. Once again, I'm not saying it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Okay? Don't get the flu. You're saying it's not a bad thing? No, I'm not saying that. Oh. 
I mean, you're not saying it's a I'm good just thing. not saying it's any worse than the flu. And by the way, they don't tell you how you actually end the flu cycle. Easy. It's easy to end the flu cycle. Gonna get deplatformed. Our family has ended the flu cycle for eleven years in four days. This is strep not- throat. Even stuff. Is this medical advice? I'm not giving medical advice. I'm Has not this a doctor. Has been approved by the FDA? This is not well. None of these statements have been approved the by the FDA. The statements have not been approved so by the FDA. You heard that uh, the New York Attorney General went after Jim Baker for selling colloidal silver or whatever, silver spray or some silver, I don't know, whatever, some kind of silver lozenge, something crazy. <sighs> well, you know what? The FDA and the USDA, what, what was that? The FDA and the USDA put an Amish farmer in prison for selling a salve made out of chickweed, not because people died, not because people got sick, but because they didn't like his label. Mm -hmm. He went to prison for a bad label. I I, I I don't understand. In a country founded the way we are, how that's even possible post-constitutional america but you know what i got somebody on you on twitter that hates me because i don't st- uh, and on facebook too two people two different people because i don't stay in my lane just two yeah well there's lots but these are you know what you mean what do you mean your lane, lane. Uh, you know because i i well because i posted that thing about the coronavirus so that's outside my lane aren't you a biochemist by education I am a biochemist by education. Okay. I also was a certified and practicing EMT. And my degree was actually geared towards pre-med. So I've actually had anatomy and physiology. I've actually dissected a cadaver. Um, and I was on my way to medical school when JC met me. You worked as a chemist, right? Uh, oh, yeah. as a biochemist. Yes, as a biochemist. absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It sounds like you're lame to me. Yeah, well, you know. Maybe they don't know what word la- know the word lame yeah, yeah. means. I don't know. Whatever. But now you have an additional lane. Yeah. Right? All right. So let me tell you what works. Maybe they're just jealous because they only have one lane. And I do this hesitantly now. I'm going to tell you because I love you. You're sharing your experience. I'm sharing my experience because I love you, um, uh, not because I want to. Because here's why I'm afraid. I'm afraid by sharing my experience, the USDA and the FDA will require (laughs) you to get a prescription for what I'm about to tell you. Right? So here's, and I know this from a biochemical fact, Mm. right? I have a friend, her name is Betsy McKay. Betsy McKay is the former uh, Lieutenant Governor of New York. And she formed a group called Reduce Infectious Diseases. They shortened it for RID, right? Mm -hmm. They did an international study found out, and this is where, and and this corroborated what I already knew, found out that even though your doctor says nothing kills a virus, we'll give you some antibiotics just in case, but nothing kills a virus. That's absolutely a lie. You see, there is one thing that kills a virus and they don't want you to know what it is because you can get it for 99 cents at the grocery store. It's hydrogen peroxide. You get exposed to somebody. Now, this is not medical advice. I was never given an MD. I don't have a license from uh, a private corporate NGO, the American Medical Association, for me to give this advice. I'm just sharing with you my experience. 
You get exposed to somebody that coughs, sneezes, sniffles, has a sore throat, or you experience any of these symptoms yourself, or your child, your family, whatever. You take hydrogen peroxide, the regular 3% stuff you get for 99 cents at the grocery store. Three. 3%. And you put it, you, you dip the swab, a, a Q-tip in there, right? You swab the inside of your nose Should I demonstrate? twice a day. No, that's probably okay. You swab the inside of your nose twice a day for four days. Peroxide will kill the virus. It breaks the reproduction cycle, right? And, well, because it kills it. Yeah. So the virus lives in your nose. It has a reproduction cycle of three days. Do it for four days and you overcome the whole, you, you, you kill everything that was reproduced along the way. If you have a sore throat, gargle with it. Gargle with it. You had strep throat. I mean, it was terrible. No antibiotics. He gargled with it. Gone in 24 hours. Yep, that's now, my experience. That, that is, is a his fact. experience. That happened. Yeah. And look, I'm it's not... It's not medical advice. It's just history. Just history. Right. I'm not going to tell you that this is a pleasant experience, by the way. If you feel like you have an ear infection or a throat infection, you, you swab your nose twice a day for four days, you gargle, and you drop it in your ears until the bubbling stops. That's what I do. Okay? Now, in our family experience doing that, we have never had this terrible flu that puts us in the hospital, and we have gotten rid of flu symptoms in four days. For, for four like days. almost 11 12 years. years. 12, almost 12 years. Almost 12 years. Yep. And it will, and, 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 and in our experience, it works. I like It's not pleasant, okay? I'm going to tell you, I know it works. Colton knows it works. You yeah. know it works. But I can yeah. tell you, I, I procrastinate sometimes just because it's not pleasant. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving you the truth. That's what Do we've with done. Do what you want. Over a decade, that's for sure. It's worked for us. Yeah. So. Again, well, not medical advice, just history. You know, I like the, the spray bottle you put in the, the peroxide, you put in the spray bottle, and then, like, rather than the swab, I just, whoosh, whoosh, oh I just squirt it up the nose. Don't listen to him. Just, no, I'm serious. I do. I know, it's just quick I know, and easy. I know, I know, but, but you okay, know, be careful. Here's, here's a word of warning. If you do that, because I was traveling, and the only peroxide I could get was the spray bottle one. If you do that, don't go afterwards. You suck that peroxide into your sinuses. I do. It'll work. It. it oh goodness. Christ. Dude, I do it. I so I should tell this story. This is. This is. We're running out of time, Jason. No, let we me gotta, tell this. We this got is a hot date going they, on here. No, so. they got to hear this one because you remember I got rid of a oh, sinus infection. Oh, one of the worst sinus infections I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Now this, <laughs> don't, don't do. Don't I would do just it. say don't do this, right? But I did this, <laughs> and it worked. And I'm telling you, and it worked, but. I got rid of a sinus infection in less than two hours. I mean, it was gone in less than two hours. A bad sinus infection. Gone. Cole was two years old. In less. Okay, I'm not giving you medical advice, but I'm telling you history. This happened, and I did it. Okay, this is what I did, and it because it was hurting. You know, you get those sinus infections in like die. Freaking hurts. You want to you know bash your head in with a sledgehammer. So, I was like, you know, the thing is. Come on now, we got a hot day. Vinegar, right? Mm -hmm. Vinegar, they say, Apple cider vinegar. has antiseptic and, and antibacterial uh, properties. So I took 
her like basting syringe. Like we had a syringe in the kitchen drawer. I guess she based turkey with. I don't know. It wasn't that big. It was a smaller one. Yeah, whatever. It was a syringe and I filled the syringe up <laughs> full of just white vinegar. I stuck that sucker up my nose and I said, <laughs> and shot it into my sinus cavity. I swear to God. It felt like somebody took a giant. Remember that guy that used to take the big mallets and 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 you know bash the melons, Gallagher or whatever. It was like a Gallagher style, you know, ice pick is what it felt like. Like somebody stabbed me in the freaking brain. I went to my knees crying. Like, oh my god! Colton's two years old. He's standing there with eyes this big, looking at Jason. Like, oh my goodness. Well, guess what? I got two nostrils. I'm not done yet. So I finally, finally, you know, am able to get myself <laughs> off the kitchen floor. And I was like, I got to get the other side. I got to get the other side. And I did the same thing on the left side. <laughs> With the vinegar. Boom, hit the floor. Oh, my God. I hurt. But within two hours, boom, no sinus infection. I didn't feel anything. You know, matter of fact, I didn't feel anything. My... All inside my nose and everything was numb for like a week. I couldn't smell for a week. I actually didn't know if my <laughs> sense of smell. I'm laughing at JC's pain. No, I didn't know if my sense of smell. This was the only thing that kind of was iffy about it. Well, other than the excruciating pain <laughs> that made me almost pass out. But I thought, you know, as far as lasting effects, I wasn't sure that I was going to get my sense of smell back. But it came back. But I swear to you, for about a week, I couldn't even smell. But... It got rid of a sinus infection like bam, Two like that. Two, Two hours. hours. I was I was walking around Gone. like, hey, yeah. And of course, I couldn't feel anything in my skull. Um, Lola, don't do what go. he did. No, don't do that. If don't you, do that. If you have sinus infections, look, trust me. Try the peroxide. Just swab your nose, put it in your ears, and gargle. It may, If you get them a lot, okay, it may take a few cycles, but you'll see... In our experience, you'll notice a reduction. Colton was constantly getting ear infections. That's how I found out all about this. He was constantly <laughs> getting ear infections and we stopped it. We never went back to a doctor again after we figured this out and Colton never had another ear infection. You know, and as much as the vinegar up the nose hurt, um, it, it maybe could kill you, I don't know. So <laughs> you could possibly die from that. So don't, I'm not saying do that. I'm, matter of fact, I'm saying don't ever do that. Uh, but I did. I mean, that's a true story. I'm not making that up. Oh, Natalie says you have scar tissue on the brain. You can use that as an excuse. It freaking hurt. It was like, <laughs> it was more painful. Than, and I've had, you know, you know the stories. I've had, I've, I've done crazy things in my life. And so I've, ex I've experienced... Baron soul today, yeah. JC. We're not telling all I'm just stories. saying I've experienced some painful incidents in my life. And that was that hurt. That hurt more than anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> and since. <laughs> Maybe um, now you got an idea what childbirth is like. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I signed up for having a baby before <laughs> I would ever shoot vinegar up my nose again. I swear to God. So, yeah, don't do that, but. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because, like, 
<laughs> you know, it works. Well, it works is not a justification because I probably could have got a similar effect with a flamethrower, <laughs> you know, or kerosene or, you know, and lighting on fire, whatever. So just the fact that it works, that's not really justification to do that. So don't do that. All right. Well, JC and I got a hot date. So that's why we started a little bit early tonight. But I'm alive. I you know, you know, and I can smell. I can't believe we ended this show like this. This was, I was it's supposed to be a serious, serious show. and so angry. Doggone it. A tyrant, <laughs> uh, suspended habeas corpus, corpus, whatever yeah. in Washington. And that's bad. That's as bad as spraying vinegar up your nose. Yes. That's yes. awful. That's worse. There. Now I, again, I want you guys, I'm, I'm going to put this up one last time before we go. Please contact Ricardo. Ricardo Martinez at this information. You can call Tell him. Tell him the plain truth. Tell him the plain truth. His number is 206-370-8880. I'll say that again for those who are listening. 206-370-8880. His uh the only email you have is Martinez orders at waw.uscourts.gov. Flood that one, because yeah. I think that's stinking funny. Suspend habeas Martinez corpus. orders at wawd.uscourts.gov. And I even give you his mailing address, because I'm really hoping people will start sending him like cases of the pocket constitution, because we actually had that. We actually did that um, to a to another federal court, oh no, yeah, to another federal court judge, and he ended up resigning. And so, um, you know, we we need to get on this. We really, really need to get on this. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. I hope you had some fun. Natalie says next next T-shirt's going to be vinegar addict. <laughs> squirt, squirt. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>